It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Touchdown, Los Angeles. You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team. Rams Nation, what's happening, what's good? It's your boy Bear Motter of Rams Podcast, but this is Lockdown Rams. Thursday edition of Lockdown Rams, we've got Vinny Bonsignor on the show today. We're going to get to that conversation I had with him in a little bit. I want to welcome in all the new listeners. Thank you guys so much for joining us and to everyone that's been rolling with us the whole time. You know what the deal is, five times a week. Rams coverage, Monday through Friday, your team, every day, only on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Guys, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast. If you have Alexa or a smart home speaker, tell your speaker to play podcast, Lockdown Rams, boom, just like that, no buttons clicked. Oh, technology. I did over the holidays, and now every time I listen to my own podcast, I just yell out, Play podcast, Locked on Rams. I kind of feel like my mom, when she used to use uh, talk to text, she'd just be yelling at her phone. But hey, that's the way we're rolling, so try it out. Also, hit us up, 657-345-4988. That's our Google Voice number. You can leave a message or text me, whatever you want. Try it throughout the game. Text is kind of cool. I think I'll get that through my phone, so I might be able to respond to you during the game. So uh, try me this Saturday. We'll see if I've lost my mind or how crazy I'm going at that point. But I love when you guys interact, so I appreciate it. Reach out to us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Locked on Rams, all accounts, LA underscore Rambling Bear on Twitter. We post our shows there. I like to do surveys. I like to repost stuff I see. Shout outs from you guys. I always try to repost or comment on, so I appreciate it. And don't forget, we're running a contest right now for a hover helmet. If you didn't catch it yesterday, hover helmet, it's this sweet little mini helmet, Rams football helmet, and it's magnetized, so it floats in midair, rotates around. It's got a cool light with it as well. You got to have one. It's a must-have for any Rams fans. Easy way to enter. All you got to do is leave a five-star review on iTunes. Just go there. Tell me a score prediction for this weekend. Tell me what you like about the podcast. Ask me a question for Serena Morales tomorrow, whatever. I saw a handful of uh, entries come in today, so keep them coming. I'll try to run this maybe through the Rams game. Maybe I'll announce it on Monday. I'm not sure yet. I want to see a couple more entries come in. Five-star review on iTunes, and you're entered. Hashtag Hover Helmet. Make sure you're entered, and I will pick the winner at random. Moving on to some football stuff, Sean McVay and Wade Phillips had a press conference today. We'll talk to Vinny a little bit about that later, but he did come out and say that Todd Gurley practiced today, looked good, kind of had a little joke with McVay about, and he felt some soreness after practice the other day, but he was just messing with them. LaMarcus Joyner as well, expected to play on Saturday. Everyone is feeling healthy. Our injury report compared to Dallas injury report is just crazy. I mean, raises... Should be going out to all the medical staff with the Rams. 
We have one or two guys which are all going to play on Saturday. Their list is all the way down almost through the whole page. Cole Beasley did not participate in practice again. That's one we're going to continue to watch until game day. I think he's going to be a go. I think it's kind of going up as much rest as he can get. They're trying to give to him. Uh, you know, it's a big game. He's a big part, especially when you look at that wide receiving core. But they brought a guy up from their practice squad in the wide receiver room. So at the same time, they're still being cautious as that goes. But we'll talk more about that with Vinny. In fact, why don't I just kick it over, get to the good stuff. My conversation I had today with Vinny Bonsignor. Guys, check us out tomorrow. We've got the Friday Hype Edition to close out the week. We're finishing strong with Serena Morales, so check back tomorrow for that. Questions, comments, concerns, you know how to get a hold of me. But you know what it is, Rams Nation. Until next time, peace. Enjoy my conversation with Vinny. All right, Rams Nation, we are back. Thursday edition, Locked On Rams. We've got Vinny Bonsignor with us. Guys, make sure to go give him a follow at Vinny Bonsignor on Twitter. Check out The Athletic LA. He writes for them, puts up great content. Vinny, welcome to the show. It's playoff time. How you doing, my man? Doing good. Uh, you know, I just got back from Chicago a couple of days ago. Uh, was out there working on a story on advanced scouting. So uh, if everyone wants to check that out, the process. That, uh, that goes into taking a look at the Rams' next opponents, this one being the, uh, the, the Bears and the Eagles, uh, potentially. Obviously, it didn't work out for the Chicago Bears, but uh, uh, it was really interesting taking a, a, a behind-the-scenes look at, at that whole process. Oh, that's going to be a good one. And I was always kind of thinking that, like, because you got to prepare one step ahead, knowing that there are a couple options coming your way. So that's going to be a good read. Um, you know, as you talked about, the Bears didn't make it. Uh, we kind of talked about this a little bit, I think, a couple podcasts ago, but you don't really get to pick your opponent. But uh, looking at how the cookie crumbled, in a sense, we got the Dallas Cowboys. It seemed like the favorable matchup, but looking at this and, and looking at kind of it would have been the Bears or the Cowboys, do you think this is the more favorable matchup since you just kind of got back from Chicago? Um, I, think, I think every playoff opponent uh, presents their own unique um, challenges. Um, I mean – uh, you know, you have to be honest about it, and that defense for the Bears is no joke. So, um, you know, avoiding that um, is, is not a bad thing if you're the Rams. You know, on the other hand, I think the, the Cowboys present way more pro- problems offensively uh, for the Rams' defense, um, and their defense is pretty good, too. So, um, you know, it's uh, to me, they're a little bit more – they may not be as good defensively as the Bears, but I believe in a lot of ways they're a more complete team. Um, with their with their better offense, so uh, we'll we'll see. And I'm anticipating a really good game. I do uh, feel like the Ra- the Rams are going to win this game, but uh, but I think the Cowboys are, are a formidable po- opponent, no doubt. Yeah, the more and more I dive deeper into this matchup, you're right. It, it it's kind of a mix. You know, the, you're looking at the Bears' defense is by far, I think, a better defense. But I mean, you said it best. This this offense that is coming in probably holds a few more challenges than potentially the Bears uh, would have done. But it is the Cowboys. There's no turning back now. Uh, quick question on just how it is with playoff time and, and what is that media room like when they're, all the interviews are going on? How is it different from regular season to now the postseason? Well, I'll put it this way. Today, Kerry Champion was, uh, was at practice. So um, if that tells you how big of an event this is, ESPN's Kerry Champion, shout out to her. Very nice. Uh, seemed really nice. Uh, by the way, it's the first time that uh, that I've you know been 
shows you that you know more and more of a national flavor is uh, is here, and it's you know it's the Cowboys, it's the Rams, it's Los Angeles, it's Dallas, um, it's the eleven and three Rams, and and you know, the Cowboys are always a big story. Uh, so you definitely feel um, feel the intensity. Yeah, that that is uh, that's very true. And and Carrie Champion, for those that don't know, on ESPN, awesome personality out there. So. Uh, excited to see what what everyone is cooking up, and like you said, the national media getting more into it. And Rams fans are starting to get pretty defensive these days on social media and and all other blogs and things like that, because a lot of people are are saying that the Cowboys have a chance in this, and that the Rams have kind of stumbled in, even though their last couple games were pretty good. Um, looking at this, how do you feel about the Rams coming into this game at this point? You know, maybe in a national scheme or even just here in Los Angeles. Uh, you know, I've been saying um, all year that I really like what the Rams had to go through, um, you know, to get here, to get to this point. It's funny, you, you know, you say that they're 11-3, and three, you think, well, what kind of trials and tribulations, you know, did they did they really have to deal with? But, but you know, that 11-3 and three record, um, you know, I think it, 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 uh, it defies a little bit some of the battles that they were in and, and some of the battles that they played in, where they played them. Uh, you know, there's a gauntlet, quarterback gauntlet that they went through um, when they were, it seemed like they saw every great quarterback in the league outside of Tom Brady, um, and they survived that. You know, they survived uh, the, the tragedies in Thousand Oaks and, and, and the fires that displaced a lot of their players. Um, they played on a lot of big stages this year. Um, you know, so I, I just feel like they're in a really good place mentally um, to, to deal with the playoffs. Now, and I didn't necessarily say, last year was the big question, were they uh, ready for the playoff spotlight? I don't think that they were, you know, um, and, it, and it only takes a little bit of a little bit of a little bit off, you know, your, your focus um, for it to be damaging in, at this level. And I think this year they're in a much better place uh, emotionally um, and from a preparation standpoint for this type of intensity and scrutiny and and pressure. Um, so I, I really, I, I like where they are right now. Yeah, I agree with you. And I'm, I'm excited for this game for another reason, as far as if we can get through this game, I feel like that's just that one more little chip that is off the shoulder as far as kind of, you know, checking the boxes and building a little bit more confidence. And I know they're playing that very confident role coming into this game. A playoff win here would be huge going into the next game, depending on where it be, maybe back in LA, depending on how those Eagles continue to play. Uh, but what we're going to do is we're going to take a break. We're going to get a couple words from some sponsors. We'll be back. Vinny Bonsignor, Thursday edition of Lockdown Rams, right after this. Listen close, Rams fans. NFL playoffs are here, and it is time to get on the action with my bookie. You know the deal. We talk about my bookie all the time, but don't be that guy with no rooting interest as your relatives or friends sit around watching the games. Not this year when Super Bowl 53 is just around the corners and your Rams are in the playoffs. I mean, let's be honest, it's really the most wonderful time of the year. Make sure you are ready for daily action by signing up to MyBookie today. They pay really fast when you win, the ownership really cares about good customer service, and they offer the craziest props. Remember, where you bet is just as important as who you're betting on. And if you want to make money during the playoffs, you got to go check out MyBookie. I trust them. I mean, you don't have to take my word for it. Go check it out for yourself. 
Join now and MyBookie will offer you a 50% deposit bonus to make sure you have a nice bankroll for the playoffs. Use the promo code LOCKEDON50 when you deposit to activate the offer. That's promo code LOCKEDON50. Only at MyBookie. You play, you win, you get paid. The suns rise in Orlando, but their playoff hopes set in the West. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Locked On Podcast Network. Despite finishing a perfect 8-0 in the NBA bubble, the Phoenix Suns are leaving without a playoff berth. Check out Locked On Suns today for a postmortem on an amazing run by Devin Booker and company. That's all thanks to tiebreakers and a Karis LeVert jumper that rimmed out, giving the Portland Trailblazers a win and a meeting with the Memphis Grizzlies in a play-in series for the Western Conference 8th seed. That begins on Saturday. Beginning today, all of the Locked On NBA playoff teams will be previewing the playoffs with special crossover shows. Scout your team and your opponent on the Locked On Podcast Network. Local experts on the biggest stories, it's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Rams Nation, we are back Thursday edition. Vinny Bonsignor is with us. Vinny, we are talking on the other side about what this game could mean for the Rams and you know the, the season that they've gone through and how they got to this position and, and weirdly still not getting a ton of credit nationally, but that's okay. It doesn't really matter. It's a, if you talk to Sean McVay, he would always say it matters what's in the house and the we, not me. So I know that's not getting to him. Uh, as we kind of step back and look at this game, uh, they gave out some injury reports. Both teams did. And Dallas's list, I mean, it's almost you can go on to two pages with how many injuries it seems they have. And then the Rams, it's like Todd Gurley, LaMarcus Joyner, really, but it sounds like everything's coming back. Talk to me a little bit about the injuries and how this may play a factor in the game. Yeah, and I think that, you know, what you're, what you're seeing is the value um, a little bit in, in having that bye week when you're able to get guys healthy and have that extra week to mend and recuperate, whereas – you know, the Dallas Cowboys had to go play a big, tough, physical football team in the Seattle Seahawks, and that was bound to have an effect, and, and it looks like it did. You know, we all saw the unfortunate injury. Um, and, and then there were some other guys that got banged up, and, and we're seeing that on their on their injury report. So certainly from a, from a health standpoint, at least as we speak today, you know, the Rams look to be in, 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 in a better position. Now, having said that, you know, all eyes obviously are on Todd Gurley and his and his knee, and and you know it's feeling good by all by all measures and by all accounts. But it's a knee, and it's been it's been troublesome these last few weeks. And so when he actually does, you know, put it in in fourth gear and and gets out there in an NFL game and gets hit and and all of that, you know, how's that knee going to hold up? Um, that's the big question as far as I'm concerned. But otherwise. You know, I think they're getting right, and they are right. Whereas, unfortunately for the Cowboys, you know, they 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 took their licks in that Seattle game. Yeah, and it, it could be something we're looking at their offense, as we talked about earlier in the game, earlier in the podcast. Is you know they look to have a couple more threats there, but uh, and the receiving core, it's almost Amari Cooper, and then goes almost back right back to Zeke Elliott. So it's going to be a big focus on that. And coming into this matchup, the run game has been a big story, right? The the health of Todd Gurley, how much will C.J. Anderson play? How do we stop Zeke Elliott? Uh, but looking at that, 
Do you think Sean McVay will stay with the run game, or, or you know, he tends to kind of get to this pass happy? Um, you know, if, if let, let's for example go back to that Seahawks game, they ran the ball twenty four times, which is out of the norm for them. They're in the I think they averaged thirty two carries on the ground uh, throughout the season, but they went away from it. How is how can Sean McVay stay on game plan and really? pound the rock and continue to feed Gurley or CJ Anderson. How do you see that playing a role into this game? Are you, are, were you saying that the, the Seahawks got off the little script? Against yeah. The Cowboys? Yeah. Well, actually what happened actually, they, they, to me, they ran the ball too damn much. Um, <laughs> but, uh, and by doing that, uh, it, it's a little bit deceiving on, on how many runs that they had because it was first, second run, run, first, second right, run, run. Hey, right. Russell Wilson goes down to make a play on third down. So what happened was the plays, as a result, they didn't have a lot of plays uh, because they were getting stuffed on first and second down um, run-wise. Uh, you know, obviously, I thought the Cowboys, because that's what the Seahawks did, sold out on the run and did a really good job of stopping the run. Um, but I think if, if the Rams run it 24 times, uh, maybe even a little bit more, that would probably be a good sign because it means that other parts, like I don't think he's going to run it the way the Seahawks ran it, you know, continually to run it into a brick wall and all of a sudden have to punt every time after third down. I think if the Rams are getting to 25 runs, that means other parts of their game are, are, are probably working and it's probably a good sign uh, for them. But to, to answer your question, you know, more succinctly, yeah, I think he, he's going to stay committed to the run. Uh, he's not going to overdo it like the Seahawks did, but He's going to um, – I, I think he knows what the formula is. You look at what happened um, prior to the – excuse me, prior to the 49ers and Cardinals games when they kind of got away from the run. Uh, and then you look at what they did, especially on first downs um, in those two games, those last two games, and they had success running the ball. Um, you know, I, I think that he understands kind of the formula that, that, that it needs to uh, – that needs to take place, and a lot of that is – Set up, the, set up the pass through through the run. Uh, but, again, some of that's going to be predicated on if the Cowboys are just stonewalling the run, then he's going to make an adjustment. He's never been afraid uh, to do that. But I think in the best world for the, for the Rams, they're successful running the ball, and that sets up uh, chances for, for Jared Goff to dissect their defense off of play action. Yeah, no, I agree, and I, I hope to see a little bit of that because Jared Goff seems to play a lot better when, he, like you mentioned, he can work into that play action and hopefully go down the field uh, a little bit as well. And as we talk about this game on Saturday, there's a lot of buzz online as well about what is the turnout going to be like. I know uh, you guys in the in the reporting room have asked McVay about it, and he's kind of said, you know, keep your tickets, don't sell them to Cowboy fans. Uh, but what is your expectations coming into this Saturday? I think there was a vivid seats report that came out and said it's about 70-30 right now, which I don't know how accurate that really could be. But uh, thoughts on what this atmosphere is going to be like and you know, will that have any effect on the game in, in any sense to the players? 70-30 for who? Who are uh, they saying 70-30 for? 70-30 Rams is what they're saying right now. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. That's my instincts are telling me. They're not, it's not going to be crazy. It's not going to be a Packers situation. Um, you know, a lot of those tickets, when you see that, situ that, that kind of a situation happen, um, it's, it's because Ram fans are, a lot of them, uh, you know, have sold their tickets, maybe to try to make a buck to pay for next season's, you know, season seats, or in that Packer game situation, there was a World Series game going on over at Dodger Stadium right down the street, so, you know, there's a lot of Ram fans that are also Dodger fans that had tickets to both, and, you know, it was easier to give up your ticket uh, in that kind of a situation. 
Um, so I, yeah, I'm thinking, you know, maybe 65, 35, uh, but it's going to be a more cowboy or excuse me, a more Rams uh, oriented crowd. And I think you're going to probably see about 75, maybe 77,000 uh, uh, there at the game. Uh, keep in mind, uh, and for fans who might not be aware of this, since the Chiefs game, uh, because of the construction at the Coliseum, they've had to actually remove some seats. So they've gone down in seats mm. since that Chiefs game. Yeah, because of the uh, because of the construction. So you know, I know the national narrative sometimes is rolling their eyes when they hear these actual facts about the right. attendance and why the Rams, you know, have tried to keep it where it's at. And then also USC's plays a huge factor in this because it's their stadium and they're uh, uh, rebuilding it right now. And it's ongoing, even as the season is unfolding, uh, and, you know, because they're on a time timeline. And, and so they've had to do what they've had to do. And as a result, you know, there's not quite as many uh, seats uh, that are going to be available for this game. But 75, 77 or so is what I'm, I'm, I'm imagining, and I, and I do think it'll be uh, a, a big Rams uh, favor, too. Yeah, I'm hoping we see a lot like that, that Chiefs game where we really started to see the city get behind it and that crazy atmosphere that they brought to the game. And, and I hope you're right because there's a lot of, like you said, a lot of narrative out there with a lot of – uh, with nobody really having the, the accurate answer right now. So Saturday will be interesting as well. And you talk about that construction. It was always interesting going to a game and looking up and seeing these huge, you know, huge construction right over the top of your head and these cranes flying over the top. So excited to have that done in a couple of years when we're in the new stadium. Uh, but we exci- we're excited to kind of hear your reporting during the game. What we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break. We're going to get some words from some sponsors. We'll be right back. Third segment on the other side. Vinny Bonsignor, Bear Motter, right after this. This is Vinny Iyer, host of Locked on Fancy Football with your Locked on Fancy Football Edge of the Day. Tight end is a prime position for finding fancy football sleeper value in 2020. After George Kittle and Travis Kelsey go off the board early, don't worry. You can wait and still get some great return for a starter at the position. The two prime targets both have HH for initials, the Chargers Hunter Henry and the Falcons Hayden Hurst. A healthy Henry can have a monster downfield receiving season for new QB Tyrod Taylor and carries high TD upside. As for Hurst, he's stepping right into the productive spot vacated by Austin Hooper in Atlanta as key support to Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, and Calvin Ridley. Trust in Henry a little earlier and Hurst a little later to give you some pleasing tight end one results. Get the edge in your fantasy football league every day by listening to Locked On Fantasy Football on your preferred podcast provider. All right, Rams Nation, we are back. Third and final segment, Vinny Bonsignor, Thursday edition. Guys, make sure you go give him a follow at Vinny Bonsignor on Twitter. Puts up all these awesome articles from the Athletic LA, so make sure to check that out as well. Um, you know, looking at this, and, and you've covered the Rams, you covered them last year as well. Do you see any difference from last year's playoff run and this year's playoff run from, you know, anything from how the coaches are handling it or how the players seem to be handling it. Any differences in the, in from year one to year two in the playoffs? Um, yeah, I, I do actually. And, uh, you know, I've been around professional sports, you know, for, for a while. I don't want to age myself too much, but in a lot of, you know, what I always try to draw upon in, in these kinds of situations at the time 
that I spent, you know, around the Likers and kind of how how they handled things. And you kind of get some a, a pretty good idea of, of where people are kind of mentally and, and um, you know, how they're approaching certain things. And I, I, I always felt like last year, the week of the playoffs uh, against the Falcons and certainly the day of, and I'm not just talking about kickoff, I'm talking about the whole lead up, the whole kind of vibe. Um, it was something that was off. And I, I'm not saying that retrospectively. I felt it. Um, it. I felt it. I just, I just totally felt it. Which is why it wasn't necessarily a big shocker when you know certain things happened in that game, the, the special teams miscues, and you know just kind of a sluggish uh, way that the Rams played. They just weren't ready. For, no matter how much they tried to talk themselves into, we'll be fine. It's another game. Um, you know, uh, we'll be all right under the bright lights. They weren't. Um, I, I just didn't feel like they, they, they handled that well. And I'm not, it's not, I, I think it was more inexperience than anything else. Um, whereas this year, uh, again, after everything that they've gone through, including that game against the Falcons, uh, I just feel they're in a different and a better place. Now it's all going to, you know, on Saturday, what it's really going to come down to is can the offensive line protect to give Jared Goff enough time to throw the ball? Is Todd Gurley going to be okay? Um, you know, can the defense, uh, you know, uh, give, give up less points than the offense scores, basically, if it gets into any kind of a shootout situation? And are the Rams going to – who's going to take care of the ball? It's going to come down to what football typically comes down to. But, I, but whatever happens, I don't think it'll be because the Rams blinked in this situation, whereas I thought they blinked a little bit. In last year's uh, in last year's game, so from that perspective, it feels different. It just everything about it kind of feels different, and I suspect Saturday is going to feel different as well. All right, I'm going to take your word on that, and I hope you're right because um, you know obviously you talked about that mood last year, and you could tell, like you said. I mean, you know, I just from watching the game, not so much leading up to it, but there was just kind of this this hesitance as far as we're here, and it was kind of wrapped up in the moment, but. Watching the press conferences this week, um, you know, seeing McVay come in, he looks like it's preseason as he's talking. He seems very comfortable and everything. Jared Goff seems almost, I don't want to say annoyed with the, with the questions, but he's like just ready to play. You can tell he's like over the whole system of it and just like, let's get out there and play. Uh, so I'm excited to see these guys come out and perform. Uh, what we're going to do now, Vinny, I'd usually do like an over-under with Serena on Friday, and I figured I'm going to do like a little remix to that. And I'm going to do a take your pick. So I'm going to give you, uh, you know, basically a category and then a, a couple options and you take your pick. So um, we'll start with the ground game since it's obviously a big topic coming into here. Um, who's going to have more yards this game? Is it going to be Zeke or is it going to be Gurley? Oh, man. Um, I'm going to say Todd Gurley. Okay, fair enough. And, uh, you know, that's a tough one because uh, depending on how this game goes and, and depending on – you know, what we take away from them. I, I'm with you on that as far as I think it's going to be girly, but I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, they get out and really try to work that ground game early and Zeke kind of gets to a big head start. I mean, he did lead the league in rushing this year, but I know that probably gives Todd Gurley a little extra motivation for this game as well. Um, moving on to the next one, who's throwing more picks this game? Is it going to be Jared Goff or Dak Prescott? Yeah, I'm going to go with Prescott on, on on that one. I think I think Jared um, takes care of the ball in this game, and I think that they're going to uh, they're going to lull uh, Dak Dak into uh, into a couple of picks. Yeah, he's been playing too hot too lately. That I think it's about time for that to run up. He's been throwing a lot of touchdowns, not a lot of interceptions, and with the injuries that they have at wide receiver, I agree with you there. I think he's going to get baited into a couple throws. 
uh, that he doesn't want to. And maybe late in the game, if they're down, he's forcing the ball a little bit. So uh, I agree with you there. And then we'll go, I guess, you know, we'll bring some special teams into this. Who's going to punt the ball more? So more punts, Cowboys or Rams? Um, well, I guess if the game's going to go the way I kind of think it will, um, I, I think it'll be the Cowboys, although I do think that, you know, uh, the Rams will force a couple of turnovers, so that'll it'll, uh, take down the number a little bit. But I'll, I'll, I'll say the Cowboys punt a little bit more. Okay, and then we'll wrap it up with defense because, man, this is what we're going to need to get through this game. We've got the sack leader on our team. Uh, but their their defense side of the line is, you know, nothing to blink at either. More sacks in this game. The Cowboys or the Rams? Um, I, can, I, can I say a, a pick them? I, I, I do respect the uh, the Cowboys' defense, and I, and I think their linebackers, I think there'll be some uh, that, might, uh, that might help. Um, and I think the Cowboys' defensive line or offensive line is pretty good. They're playing pretty well at this point. So that could neutralize things. I'm going to say the Cowboys have – more sacks, but I think the, the 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 Rams get a little bit more pressure overall. Yeah, no, I, not a bad thing, especially depending on how Jared Goff. You talked about that line needing to hold up for him to take, uh, you know, get some time to throw it on the field. And I'd rather see Jared Goff take a sack than do what he did a few weeks ago in the Coliseum, where he picked up that miscellaneous ball on the ground and tried to throw one away. Just eat the sack. So if he takes a couple extra. Uh, I think that's probably a better thing than, a, than you know, a good thing. So uh, that's the take yeah. the pick. And then, as we always, as we close out the show, it's a seven-point favorite on my bookie. Uh, talk to me about the, the spread and how you think the Rams are going to do in this game. Wow, that's interesting. I, you know, I, I think, you know, I wouldn't be uh, shocked if it's a closer game than that. But at the same time, I think the, the, the uh, injuries that the Cowboys are dealing with, uh, the Rams being fresh, uh, it's going to be an, an electric atmosphere. They'll want to get back to either New Orleans or, or host Philadelphia in a, in a championship game. Uh, they, they, they understand the urgency. I think the Rams take care of business uh, on Saturday, and that includes covering the spread. All right, Vinny, I like it. I'm, I'm actually, if I was a betting man this, this Saturday, I think I would have to take the Cowboys with the points just because I think the Rams have done it to us all season with these close games and giving us all heart attacks and keeping it interesting all the way to the end. Unless the Rams jump out to an early lead and kind of have something to play with, um, I think this thing's going to be tight throughout. Uh, so I think the Rams come away, but I think it's going to be about a four or five point victory. I do think the Rams have enough to pull this out, and I'd love to see a nice you know, 14-point win to make us all just relax by the fourth quarter, but uh, that doesn't seem to be their style. So we'll see how it all turns out. Vinny, we appreciate you taking your time. I know you had a crazy long day today, so we appreciate it. Guys, make sure to check out the article that he's going to be putting up soon. That is at The Athletic LA. You can also follow him at Vinny Bonsignor on Twitter. Shoot him a question. Interact with him. He's great on Twitter as well. He may tell you uh, not what you want to hear, but he'll be real with you, and I always appreciate that with Vinny. So thank you so much. We look forward to uh, watching your coverage up until the game. Enjoy the game, and we'll talk to you next week, hopefully getting ready for an NFC Championship game. All right. Thanks a lot, Ben.
Hey, Locked On listeners, you already love our network of NFL shows, so why go anywhere else for the fantasy football information you need to know for the 2020 season? You just need to check out Locked On Fantasy Football, hosted by me, Vinny Iyer. We're counting down to the season by breaking down players and teams every day. It's no-nonsense, straight-to-the-point, smart fantasy football analysis that has only two goals in mind, helping you dominate your drafts and win your league championship. That's Locked On Fantasy Football, only on the Locked On Network.